a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So stop saying, I can do it myself. Because you needed someone. Yeah, may not be a wife, not be a, a friend, a companion, the one that will walk alongside you. Amen. So we were created by God for the very purpose of connecting to him and connecting to one another. We are praying for, Lord, we want to be connected. There's connection. There's no connection between this per group of people. There's no connection between that group of person. And we were praying and the Holy Spirit said to me, once the people are disconnected, that only means they are disconnected from me. Because your relationship with people also shows your relationship with God. Like, 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 like I said, God is a relational God. So if you want a good relationship with people, you need to start having good relationship with God. Get it? Yep. So are relationships of high, high value to you today? Hmm. Depends. <laughs> Did someone say depends? We want our families and our relationships to get stronger and stronger. Who wants that? Our families and relationships with other people get stronger and stronger every day. Do you want that? And how are we going to do that? How can we grow deeper in our relationship with God and with relationship with others? This is what we are going to talk about this whole month of September. We are going to dig deep into the word of God. Amen. You know that the word of God is not just books of laws. This is the book for instruction. He gives us, the, the Bible gives us instruction on how to live a blessed, healthy long-lasting life and relationship with people, with, with husband, with wife, with everyone. Amen. Amen. So we are going to dig deep into the word of God and find out to have a, how to have a blessed marriage and a blessed relationship. Who does not want blessed relationship? Do you look for enemies? No. You want friends. You want people to agree with you and you want people to live with peacefully. Amen. So our foundation in scripture today is John chapter 10, verse 10. Very well-known verse. I know you can just say this without looking at the screen. For the thief comes only to kill, to still kill and destroy. Who is the thief? The devil. Do you have an enemy? Yes. Not your wife. Not your husband. Not your dog. Not your cat. Your enemy is only one. It's the devil. Right? Yep. Yes. I need some help. Yes or no? Yes. So AMP translation, what's AMP? Amplified. <laughs> I'm just reading. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came. This is Jesus speaking. He said, I came that they may have that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. So remember the thief, the devil, comes only into your family and into your marriage, into your relationships with people to steal, kill, and destroy. Like again, I said, the devil is a bad devil. Nothing is good about the devil. So his desire in your relationship, relationships with whom? With friends, relationship with your uncles, with your aunties, with your sisters, with your brothers, every type of relationship you have, you with your workmate, with your boss, with your supervisor, with people that are under you, working for you. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy those relationships. His desire was to steal our joy and peace in our marriages and relationships. So I want you to confess this word after me, okay? The will of God 
the plan of God for my marriage, for my family, and my relationships is that I would enjoy life and have it in abundance. In abundance. Amen. So the plan of God for our families is peace. It's understanding. It's support. Nourishing and building each other up. Marriages and families can become exactly what God originally intended it to be. When God created Adam, Adam was alone, right? I mentioned that verse. And he said it's not good for men to be alone. So he came up with Eve. So the first institution that God built was what? Family. And this is why the devil is so up against relationships between husband and wives. Because he wanted to destroy that unity that God started in the Garden of Eden. Yeah? Okay? Yeah? Our homes, you know, what God has started in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, he wants to finish with you. Our, our homes can be havens of safe refuge. Places where we can go and they can be as Deuteronomy 11 that says, days, in heaven, days of heaven here on earth. Is it possible to have days of heaven here on earth? Is it possible to have days of heaven in your relationships? Is it possible to have days of heaven in your homes, in your relationship with your children, in your relationship with your husband and with your wife? Yes, it's all possible. Otherwise, God will not put that in the book. Otherwise, God will not give us instruction on how to be skillful in our relationship with our, with our husband or with our wife or with our children. Amen and vice versa. Yep, okay. Days of heaven, as he, uh, of heaven here on earth. Don't wait for heaven to experience good life. <laughs> yeah? I've heard this story where uh, this guy went to his, uh, his, his, his um, wife passed away and he went, no, yeah, and he was in the graveyard and he was crying and he said, you, you, you should have not, you should have not gone. Like you, you should not, you should have stayed. You should have stayed. And another guy came, apparently the, the, um, the, the husband, the husband of this, of uh, another person and he said who is on who is in the graveyard and he said that's that's the husband of my wife like that's the, he, he was he was it's saying that he was regretting marrying this wife so he went to the graveyard of the husband the ex-husband and he said you could have not you could have stayed why did you go why did you go you know like if he didn't go i could have not married this woman so and and we find those Couples where they regret after 20, 25, and sometimes it surprises you because after 30 years, they end up in divorce, right? And in fact, there's a lot of a higher rate of divorce now than before. And you think that, how did it happen? And don't be surprised if you find that divorce is also in the church. Like there are also Christian people, Christian, Christian married couple that ending up, ending up in divorce, okay? So... Like, you know, um, we become too spiritual, but that we don't know how to live life here on earth. Yeah? Everything is about, like, spiritual. But you relate to people that are here on earth. So we need to know how to relate to people that are here on earth. (laughs) 
yeah, did you get my, my thought there? Like, we can become very spiritual that we forget there are people that we have to treat as human beings here, right? Yeah, they're probably Christians, but still we need to um, s- s- learn how to be skillful. Okay, so, and our homes, like I said, can be havens of safe refuge, but it's going to take work to do that. Amen. It's going to take work. Nothing happens in a, like this. It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes an investment. It's going to take an investment of time, study, understanding, and instruction from the word of God. And remember, a good relationship takes time of investment and commitment. It doesn't, let's say, Larry said to me, can we go out for dinner? I want to know you. For one night dinner tomorrow, we have a good relationship. We know each other. One night is not enough. Right? Yeah? But this quick word, like, yeah, come on, go out for a dance, and then tomorrow, get, getting married or living together. That's why there's some failures in relationship, because you didn't take time to know and to, take, uh, to get to know each other. Amen? Did someone, I heard someone, I wish I'd done that. Well, if you're already married, too late. <laughs> yeah? But you can pray and believe God. So if your if your partner is not here or if your partner is not yet a Christian, you can still believe God for their salvation. Amen. So a good marriage does not just happen by living together under one roof. Yeah? How many people or couples are living under one roof, but there's no good marriage there? They fight like cats and dogs. Yes? Amen? Okay, so for those single that are looking to get married, listen carefully, okay? Because this will this will probably open your eyes. Okay. <laughs> marriage is an eye opener. Some people they enter into into the wedding but they don't understand marriage. Wedding is one day. Marriage is forever. Yeah? Okay. I like that woman. I love that woman. I want that woman for a wife. Without even praying, without even asking God, is this the one for me? Is this, uh, you know, and getting to know that person, getting to know that person, where they're going, what their purpose, what their vision is, what, what their dreams are. Yeah? They say, well, you will never know a girl or a boy while dating. Believe me. This it will be too late for you when you're married and you wake up one morning and then you realize, oh, what happened to your eyes? It used to be blue. Your lashes used to be this long. What happened there? Right? Yeah? Okay, so <laughs> you cannot change them anymore. You're married. You're tied up. Yeah? Some husbands say, yes, I should have known that. <laughs> okay. So it, uh, relationships, especially married, married relationship, must be nurtured. It must be nourished. It must be fed. It will die if you don't take care of it. But it will live and flourish if you do. So notice, it's not just one person. Relationship is a commitment, commitment between two people. Okay? So you're not just, it's your fault. Yeah, we hear that a lot. Okay? Majority of people invest so much time and money in other things other than their marriage. Yeah? We can spend money in gadgets, electronics, but our marriage is, is crumbling because we're not investing time. 
to enhance relationship, to build good relationship, married relationship with our partner. We should understand that our marriage, our family should be our priority. Anything that will take my priority of my family because I'm building my family, then that is not my priority. My family is my priority. Of course, first God and your family ministry. Okay? Right? Yeah, I know some will argue with that, but that's what I believe. First Peter 3, chapter 1, it says wives. Okay, let's go now. Wives. Wives, you're in the Bible. Woohoo! Praise God. Let's listen first what the Bible says about wives. How are you going to relate? You know, it's very, it's, there's, it's so big, uh, like there's a lot of uh, teaching, biblical teaching about relationship. So I'd like to start this. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. And I know there are guys that use this against their wives. You have to submit to me. You have to submit to me. You have to submit to me. Right? Yeah? Well, if your husband is saying and asking you to do something that you know is against the will of God, you are not going to be in submission to that. Yep? Okay? Submission here does not mean they have to submit to you in a term like they're gonna use you as a rag or put you down because you are in submission. Right? Submission here is because your husband understands his role as a husband. And husbands, you're, you have to understand who, who you are, what your role is. And when, when they're between a husband and a, when there's couple, a couple, when one of that is has a dominant a personality, dominating behavior, you will have a problem. And you see that between couples, where husband or wife is more dominating the, when, than the wife, or the wife is more dominating than the husband, you will have problem because there's no submission here, right? They will always argue who's the best, who's, you know? And, and even in, in, in married life, in couples, between couples, there is, there is this competition. Yes, did I hear yes? Yes, there is. There will always there is there is this competition that I'm better than you. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it says here, likewise, wives, be submissive to your own husbands. Why own husbands? You know, women, we can respect we can respect our male bosses at work, but we don't respect men, our husbands at home. And it says here, submissive to your own husband. Right? What is the greatest need of a man? Okay, guys, speak up. Respect. Respect, not love. If you look at the Bible, the commands to love is for the husband, to love their wives. Yeah, but here is submissive. Wives submit. Respect. Guys, how many of you, you know, when, when, when a woman tells you what to do, you feel like I'm threatened here. I'm the man. Why are you telling me what to do? Yeah? Yeah? Is it correct, guys? Yeah, because men does not want to be told what to do. So women, if there are things that you keep asking your husband to do, and for years they are not doing it, maybe it's time to think about a new strategy. How am I going to get my husband to do what I have been asking him to do? 
Because guys does not want to be told what to do. Yay. Do you like this? Yeah, praise the Lord. Submissive to your own husband, that even if some do not obey the word. So that means even if your husband is not a Christian, he doesn't come to you here at church, don't treat him like he's, you know, you're, you're, you're going to hell. You're Satan's disciple. I'm better than you. I'm holier than you. You know, I'm more spiritual than you. You're, you're good for nothing. Don't treat them like that. Be submissive because this is what the word of God. You are submitting to the authority of God's word. And he says here that without a word. Uh, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word. Oh, it's hard. Without a word. <laughs> Women, it's hard to keep our mouth shut, right? <laughs> Um, I love you, Larry. <laughs> without, a, <laughs> without a word does not mean here to be treated as a, you know, um, a, a rubbish or nothing that you're, even if they are treating you, uh, beating you up, physically, uh, violently, abusing you, you are not going to speak. What this means is you are, you are, you know that you are speaking to God, you're praying to God about this this situation about your husband, about your wife, and that you are submitting yourself to the authority of God and God will do something or he will work through your word, okay? Without a word does not mean you, can, you cannot speak to your husband about issues that you want to bring up, amen? Because when two adult individual, matured individual are communicating, you have to be open to listen to one another, it's not just my point. This is what I believe, and this is what you have to do. No, that's not that's not a good that's not a good relationship because it's just it's just um, one way. Relationship is two way. Okay, so yep. Without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. So how do we win unsaved husbands? By our conduct. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you went to church. Your husband le was left at home looking after maybe the garden. I don't know what they do. Or you have small kids, they're looking after your kids. Yeah, or they working, huh? Watching TV. <laughs> or or um, working, some, some guys work on Sundays, right? Because they want to provide for your family. Or let's say Tuesday night, we went to the prayer meeting, your husband came home without dinner. And you went from prayer meeting without dinner. Like, you know, the husband expect to have food. And this is our culture, Filipino, okay? But anyway, culture is nothing to do with the word of God. But I do my responsibility as a wife. I make sure that before I go to any ministry, Larry is happy with food. Because a man's, <laughs> what, did, what did they say? Um, the stomach, yeah. So I have to fill his stomach. And I won't make excuse that I didn't do it because I went to the prayer meeting. Because if I do that, then he will be more upset with church, with doing things for God, with doing this instead of, yes, I'll do whatever I, you know, my responsibility is making sure that you are not, you know, you're well fed, your, your clothes are okay, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll go and do what I need to do for the Lord. It doesn't mean that I'm setting, I'm, I'm putting him priority before God. God is my priority, but I have to meet his needs. I have to fulfill the responsibility that we, I have covenanted with. And I'm going to be a good wife to him. 
silence in the house. <laughs> yeah, because that, because of that, they you can win your husband, right? You're not fighting. Do you know that I've been in the Bible study? I've been praying a lot for you yeah. because I'm praying for you to go to heaven because you're going to hell. And husband said, "Yeah, sure. You know, you're not winning me because of your attitude, your conduct." Okay, we want to win. You want to win your husband? Is look at First uh, Peter chapter three, verse one. Now, verse seven, husbands. Let's go to the husbands. Woohoo! Praise God, fathers. It says, husbands. Likewise, dwell with them with understanding. Dwell, dwell with them with understanding. Dwell. The word dwell there does not only mean live with them. Like I said, good marriage is not just living under one roof. Okay, there, there are people that live under one roof, no communication. Yeah, yeah, especially now with this technology, right? Yeah, we're going to go out for, for a trip so we can have bonding. Bonding, yeah, and then you go out for dinner as a family and everyone is on their mobile phones. Where is bonding there? <laughs> I don't see bonding at all there. You might as well just stay home, Right? Put down all your phones, watch a good movie with popcorn, and start talking. Then, going out, spending hundreds of dollars, and all everyone is on their phone, and you go, you know, no one is communicating because everyone is on their Facebook, Instagram, whatever. You take selfie, put it out there, you know. And and here you are, you try, you say, I have no good relate. My wife never talked to me. My husband never talked to me. Why? Because you're always on your phone. You're married to your mobile phones. <laughs> right? Can I hear an amen? Woohoo. Husbands, dwell with them with understanding. Understand the needs of your wives. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> There's certain, uh, certain stages with wives, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, so when they reach that par- part where they get irritated easily, they're hard, ha- hot-tempered easily, stay out for a while, okay? Stay out. Because they're going through that period. That period, yeah, that period that they don't want to be hassled. They, 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 they're very, you know, like they're very sensitive, Okay? So stay away for a while. That's good. That just keep them a li- give them a little bit of space. Right? Okay? Yeah? Same with husband. Like, I remember there was a time, uh, like every, every time Larry go, comes home, I would open the door and I would start speaking to him about what I had during the day with kids. Right? Like, yeah. Because you're staying home, you're getting all this, you know, like the kids screaming, running, school's uh, responsibilities, ma- meetings there. So I was like, I, f- I feel like he needs to know all this, right? He needs to, he needs to carry the same burden that I have. I'm not, just, I'm not just the wife. I'm not just the one who's going to take responsibility of all this. So I started talking to him every, every day, and he's not saying anything. And sometimes we think, like, does he really care? Like, do you listen? Like, I, wanna, I want you to talk. And then when they start talking, shut up. <laughs> yeah, like, anyway, one day, I think he was, he's full of it. Like, you know, I've, I've been a nagger. The Bible says a nagging wife is like a, a, a water dripping on the tin roof. Tuk, tuk, tuk. You know, like, yeah? How do you like that? You want to sleep and you have it, tuk. Yeah? Annoying, right? So he said, 
Chris, I have some problems also at work. Would you discuss that to me later? So you don't open the door instead of saying, hi, husband. Do we still do that? Hello? Yeah? Huh. When you're on the dating period, you like to talk to your, yeah, to your mate. Yeah, spend hours. It doesn't matter how much, how much you spend with, yeah, talking. And even if the other person on the other line is not talking, you just want to, you can hear the, oh, that's romantic. That's already romantic, right? No conversation. But now, after five years of marriage, don't talk to me, I'm busy. Right? Yeah, that change. That change, right? But we have to keep that. Because dwell with them and understanding. Giving honor to the wife. Give honor to your wives as the weaker vessel. And as being heirs together of the grace of life. Being heirs together of the grace of life. Pastor Larry and I are heirs together of the grace of life. Amen. I submit to him. He submit to me. And remember that marriage, again, is like a team. It's like a football team. Husband and wife working together. If, in, if, if, one of the, if one of the person or the husband or the wife keeps on um, comparing her husband, his, husband, his wife or the husband to another person, you are not building the team. You are destroying the team. Marriage is like a team. It's like a football team. They work together. They practice together. They work hard towards a good, blissful marriage life. Okay, it's, it's a working of together and, and they become skillful in what they do. And marriage is like a team that they get to know each other. How can you work with a team if you don't know each other? You have to know each other. You have to know what they like. You have to know what, what tickles them. You have to know what they don't like. You're working like a team. They know how, to, how the other person moves. Right? I know how, the, how, how, Larry, how Larry likes my sinigang. I know how Larry likes uh, how I fold his, his clothes. I know how Larry, you know, I know how he likes because we are working as a team. And you've seen that even in the ministry. We are not in competition. We are working, we are always working together, complementing each other because we believe that we are joint heirs together with Christ. Amen? We are not, we, we, we are, he's not better than me. And I am not better than him. We are equal with God. Though our roles and function may be different, but we are equal. Amen. So husband and wife, you are a, like a team. You have to work together, work hard. Okay, if you work, if the, only the one person is working hard to get that relationship better, it's not going to happen. It will fail because it's a team. How many you hear, but like, I've been trying to, I've been trying to save this marriage, but he's not cooperating. She's not cooperating. It's not going to work if the other person is not willing because it's a team. Okay? Yeah? Okay, so young people, is this helping you? Yeah? Okay? When, when he proposed to me, the first thing I told him is, you don't know where I'm going. I have a vision. I'm going to serve the Lord. And he said, I'm going to serve the Lord too. So that means we have the same vision. We're not going to different visions. Okay, because we are a team. Okay. We have worked, Larry and I have worked in some difficult things in our lives. And, and throughout all that, praise God, through the grace of God, we have learned to work with one another. And we have, 
understood how to work with one another. So in a marriage relationship, it is important that you just don't go out and make major decision. Another thing that causes couples to argue is husbands or wives don't make major decision without asking your partner for their approval or they have to know. They have to know. Because if you don't let them know, you are telling them you are not important. You are devaluing them, especially with major decisions. It doesn't matter if, if, you know, like with Larry, if I tell Larry that I want to give this money to this person. And because he knows me, he trusted me that I, 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 I have the wisdom, he would say, give whatever you desire. There's no argument about that, Okay. So don't surprise your wife by you're, you're in the shop, JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> hey, Chris, I bought this stereo. How much is it? 3000 You bought it? Yes. That's a major decision. Big money involved. You don't know. The wife is budgeting, right? And you went there because you just like the, the lights. And then you bought it straight away without talking to the person which you say is valuable. So that's also part of honoring and respecting. Major decision is sit down together, discuss it. And until you get, a, I said no elbowing, <laughs> no looking at each other. <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, sit down together, make sure you are in agreement. Amen? In marriage relationship, it's so important that you just don't go out and make major decision about your household without talking about it. Why? Because you are joint heirs together. Okay, amen? Don't make major decisions without getting the person's agreement. So be in agreement about it together. Include each other in decisions that you are making. And this is another thing. Guys or wives say, well, I, did, I made that decision because I'm the highest earner in this family. I bought it with my money. Not good. Not good. If you want to keep your money, you should have kept yourself single. So your money, you own your money. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Everything that I have, he has. Everything he has, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Some of mine... He doesn't have. <laughs> of course, you don't have my shoes. He doesn't fit it. So, <laughs> yeah, excuse. Yeah, but everything he has, it became mine. Right? He used to have his, just his own credit card. So when we got married, he gave me his card. So he said, Chris, you just give me what I need. I don't need to carry this, you know, I don't need to carry cash in my wallet. I'll ask you if I need it. And that's him. Right? So never that we had an argument, discussion about money because he trusted me that I'm a wise woman. I don't spend money just like that. Right? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah? So we are in agreement that every major decision we do, we discuss. We don't just hastily say, oh, well, my wife is not here. Well, she would say yes. Don't assume that. Make sure you talk about it because that is telling that person you are valuable. You are important in making this decision. I'm not going to make this decision by myself. Amen. We talk, talk with each other. We communicate with each other when it comes to big major decisions concerning our family. 
Because the most powerful thing in marriage union is agreement. Yes? Atilin has to agree that he wanted to, she wanted to marry Kuya Ted. You were not forced, right? No. <laughs> this in the Philippines, there are forced marriages. In other cultures, there are forced marriages. But there will be always an agreement. You come together in agreement. It's a covenant relationship. Okay? You know how to work with each other. And when we know how to work with each other, when we know how to respect one another, when we know how to honor each other, value one another, together we can be an impenetrable shield that the devil cannot get through. So no matter how the devil wants to destroy our relationship through other you know, sources, parties, or whatever, it's not gonna prosper because we are strong team. And we include God in our team. Amen. He's part of our team. So men, listen to what the Bible say about your responsibility. First Peter chapter 3 verse 7, it says, give honor to your wife. How do you honor your wife? Acknowledge her. Acknowledge her. How many husband comes home and say, thank you for cooking me dinner. Thank you for washing my clothes. Thank you for preparing, you know, thank you for looking after my kids. Amen? Yeah? No, sometimes we think that uh, the only time I will remember and thank my wife is during Valentine's Day anniversary. Yeah? Five years of marriage, yeah, anniversary is still there. <laughs> After six years, they will forget, oh, is it our anniversary? Sorry. You know, like, yeah. But every month when you're going out for date, you always remember, no? It's in your calendar. Yeah? Send flowers. and that, But it's, it's, once the, the, the woman is married, once the man is living together, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> right? There's better things to buy with the money than buy you flowers. But that's acknowledging, complimenting the wife, the woman that you married. Because what you do with your wife is your reflection. Yeah? Do you want to see a wife that is unhappy? That reflects who you are. If the wife is always unhappy and sad and, oh, I don't really want to go out because Larry is, is always upset when I go out. Oh, Larry just wants his time with me, but really, they're not, they're not, we're not really spending time together. Right? He's just, he just jealous. He just, he just want to keep me. But that's, that's bringing a lot of sadness and brokenness with that woman because you're not complimenting who, we, who she is. She is created in the image of God. And, and Larry, remember when you did uh, study the video about marriage, that the guy, you are a gardener. Husbands, you are gardener. What you guard, what you sow to your woman is what you're going to reap. So you sow disrespect. Don't, ex don't be surprised if your woman disrespects you one day. Okay, so you have to compliment and honor your wife. When you give your wife honor, it means you're treating your wife with dignity, respect, and kindness. And what does it say there, First Peter 3, 7? Give honor to your wife so that your, it says, husband likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and is being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Okay, guys, you want your prayers to be heard? Honor your wife. If you're fighting with your wife, don't expect for your prayers to be answered. That's the key. 
Honor your wife. Respect them. Love them. Because the, a woman's a desire, a woman's greatest need is love. Man's greatest need is respect. The Bible says, husband, love your wives as, as Christ loves the church. So you love your wife. Okay, how do you express your love to your wife? I love you. Kilig, kilig. <laughs> I love you. Do you call your wife during the day from work to, to ask them how they're doing? Sometimes. <laughs> Larry does. He does. He, he, he checks, like, yeah, what are you doing? I'm cooking, don't bother me. I'm really, the one. <laughs> like, I'm busy here, okay? But he does. Sometimes he's, he's, he's already at the front, and he's still going to call me. Uh, yeah, so just just saying hello. Uh, yeah, and um, just just how do I feel about that? I feel I feel valuable. I feel like yeah, like you know sometimes I cannot wait to go home and to see you. La 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 la. Right? Yeah. And people say yeah, so badui. Doesn't matter. You're making your wife happy, and a happy wife, a happy husband. A happy wife, a hus- happy husband. A happy husband, a happy wife. A happy relationship. Yeah? So we went through some challenges, but it doesn't matter because I know he's, he's got my back and I got his back. I know that he will support me. He will be, he's committed to me to the end. Right? He's not going to say, okay, Chris, because I realize that um, you're not as pretty as when we got married. You know, you used to be size 8. You're now size 12. I'm going to leave you. That's not covenant. We understood covenant. And he's willing to sacrifice his life for me, and I'm willing to sacrifice his life for him. So that's covenant, yeah? And, and if, if the husband honored their wife, that will result in answered prayers. So maybe prayers are not being answered because we are not really honoring our wives. Okay, guys say, oh, well, I, hard, I work hard. Is not giving them money enough? Money is not enough. Don't ever think that I, because, you know, I have, I, I, my money goes to her account and she pays all the bills and what, blah, 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 blah. Money is not the basis for good relationship. There are people that does not have enough money, like, you know, the guy might be just earning not that much, but they have happy marriage because they know to value how to value one another. So if you are not in agreement with each other and if you're not walking in love, your prayers will not be answered. Walk in the place of love, respect, and kindness. And we need to be kind with each other. We need to speak kindly and nicer to each other. Going out and dating time, wow, you're so nice. Like everything is perfect, right? The moment you got married, forget it. Can I have a minute with you when you're going out like date? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you drop everything. You call the person. Yeah, where are you? I'm still at work, but what, what do you need? Yeah, can you buy me this? And yeah, Of course, I will drive there even if it's out of my way. Yeah? Okay. Five years after you're married. Honey, yes? Can you buy me something that I'll cook for your dinner? Oh, it's out of my way. Forget it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Why didn't you buy it yesterday? You, you know, there's so much delay happening, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to talk to you. Or they're at a home and they say, I want to talk. The wife says, honey, can I just talk to you? 
And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just busy. I, I've got this television in front of me. That's not good communication, right? Yeah? Husband. Yeah. Right. You don't understand. I'm doing this for you. Really? Like husband, you don't understand. I'm doing this for you. You're not really doing it for me. You're doing it for yourself because you're an egotistical person. You want to be a man. But being a man does not depend on what people say. Being a man is doing the role and the function that God called you to be. Amen? One of the most important essential needs of every man, woman, and child is the need of love and affection. Okay, seven essentials God has given us to demonstrate our love to each other. What are these? Number one is communication, appreciation, affirmation, participation. So this all is, ends with John, T-I-O-N. Cooperation, <laughs> stabilization, and relaxation. So today, I'm just going to cover one, communication. Can you let me finish this communication? I know it's past 12, but yeah. Ephesians 4:29. it says, Never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth. But instead, let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Never let ugly or hate, no matter how wrong the person is, don't let an, an, a hurtful, ugly word come out of your mouth. This is when the gift of the Holy Spirit, self-control, come. Yeah? So no matter how, how um, upset you are, no matter if the person, if the husband or the wife is wrong, don't let any hurtful word come out of your mouth because that word, you can never take it back. Remember, life and death is in the power of your tongue. Our tongue is very pierced. It can, it can cut. It can, it, can, it can break a person's soul. Okay? So even if they're your wife or your husband, you've been living with them, sleeping with them for many years, they are still a soul. They are still people that needs to be, uh, you know, we came from different backgrounds. We have different paths. We have different experiences. And some of us have went through some stages of our life where we were, we were broken, we were rejected, we were, you know, people didn't value us in the past. And then you are looking for someone to complete you, and this person is also looking for someone to complete them. You're two broken people, and you're looking for each other to complete you, then that's where the relationship fails. That's why you have to look for someone that is 100% know and sure who they are in Christ. Because you will be looking at other person to fulfill your needs. And your needs cannot be fulfilled by another person. There are human needs that people can, can complete. But not everything. Okay? So, when, when, when you start being upset and, 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 and words are coming out of your mouth, go out. Like, go somewhere else. Go to the toilet. Scream day. Right? Yeah? Yeah. The, the, the toilet is the best place to throw out all those rubbish words. Yeah? And flash it. And take time to cool down. Like, don't, don't, don't stay in, in that atmosphere of, of anger and strife because it's hard to bring it back. Once you release that word of how you and, and the blaming game, 
you know, you did that and you did this. If you didn't do that, if you didn't let her, if you didn't let that boy, let that girl, stop that. Because it's not going to help relationship. Yep. Acknowledge who is wrong. Accept who is wrong. And then ask for for forgiveness. Ask for, yes, okay, I made a mistake. Then I acknowledge it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do this again. And then let's go on. But don't go back and keep repeating. You've done it again. Yeah? How many have you heard that? You've done it again. Okay. So there was a survey done in, in a church where concerning, concerning communication, husband and wife. And this is what, what the wife, wife says. I wish my husband knew how important it is to listen. Not over the TV, but to really listen like it matters having his full attention. And this another woman said, I wish I can hear what is in his mind. Like what he desires, what his dreams are, what his plans are. Or, I wish my husband understand the things that are important to me. Another wife says, I wish we have a regular sharing of hearts. Where both of us can have a heart-to-heart talks. Or, I want my husband to know that I am a person, not just a body that cooks, cleans, and goes to bed too. I need a companion to talk to. That's why God says it's not good for a man to be alone, to, be, to have someone, a companion, not just a body to go to in bed. Okay? So one of the ways to connect with each other is through our communication. It's through our conversation. So when the wife says, I wish my husband would talk to me, I never know. I never knew how he's thinking and how he's feeling. This is what the wife is really saying. She is begging for intimacy. She is longing for intimacy. She wants to feel close to her husband. And how can she feel close to someone whom she doesn't know? Sometimes, guys, we spend more time with friends outside than spending time with the family or with with wife or husband. Right? And it's not really helping good relationship. So the act of communication does not flow through the air. When the wife asks the husband, how is your day today? Husband says, fine. That's it. Fine. And, he th- and, he, and the husband thinks that he's already communicated. Just saying fine is not communication. Yeah, it's more than that. Fine, it was good. It's really engaging. Something happened at work. Things like that. You have to talk. Communication is a result of a deliberate, on-purpose decision of quality to communicate. Do you know that research shows that men speaks 12,000 words a day on average? Men speaks 12,000 words a day on average. And women speaks 50,000 words a day on average. So men, you have to catch up. So when women wants to talk, talk. Right? The times when Larry is already sleeping, I still want to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is already sleepy and he's tired, and I still want to talk. This is my like I'm 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 still on the go. I still want to talk. Then listen, because that's the moment that this woman is 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 longing for intimacy. And when we talk about intimacy, it's not just about sex. Censored. Yeah. Guys, intimacy is not just about sex. 
In fact, intimacy can happen just by communicating with one another, sharing your thoughts, sharing your dreams, what your plans are. So communication means to commune, to converse intimately. Okay? So communication is defined as an exchange. It's not one-sided. It's an exchange of words. It's an exchange of thoughts. It is not when one dominates the other. An intimate communing with each other, it is a back-and-forth exchange of loving words. Loving words. Not hateful words. Not uh, condemning words. That's not communication. Yeah? See, well, we communicate, and every time they communicate, they're fighting. That's not really communication. Communication is back as an exchange of, of, of loving, comforting, supporting, building, encouraging words and ideas with each other. That is communication. That is good communication. Okay, so don't think that I communicated. I just told her what to do, or I just asked her what, that's not really communication. If you don't find time to ask your husband or your wife how they are, you're not really communicating. Yeah? Okay? Amen? I'm just trying to look, cutting off some. So true love is being sensitive to what affects others. True love is consistent in how it responds to someone else, the things that bothers them. So love I've shared this, I think, two months ago, about agape love. So when we operate in that love that God gives, agape love, you are, you are, it's a will. Your will is involved with loving someone. You don't need to wait for that someone to do good things to you, but you love them despite of. Just Jesus Christ love us. Uh, and love is consistent. We have to show consistency in loving other people. Consistency in loving our, our husband and loving our wives. How good we are when we know we are asking someone something from our husband. Like, uh, I want a diamond ring, so I have to serve him food every day. I have to make sure his bed is good, you know, because I want something. That's not love. That's selfish, right? Because you are, you are, you are, your agenda is not about the, the, the betterment of this person, your agenda is not about building this person, seeing this person flourish and thrive. You know, like again, they are your reflection. If your husband and your wife are not thriving, if your husband and wife are not producing fruit, life like joy, peace, something is wrong. You're not nurturing them. Okay, so don't look at the wife and say, oh, well, that's her fault. I don't know what's wrong with her. Look at yourself and say, how can I improve my wife? How can I help my husband come into that place of uh, uh, manhood, like place of where he can exercise his authority, he is being respected? Because the only place that the husband knows that he is being respected is at home. And if he doesn't see or uh, um, experience respect at home, then you are breaking the man. And how many mothers speak to their children against their dads. That's not good. No matter how bad the father is, you don't expose. Even like, no, this is one thing we also learn. We don't expose one another to other people. Because other people has nothing to do with how good our relationship is going to turn out. It's me and him in agreement. Okay? So I don't, even with jokes, I don't say, oh, Larry is this and that. You know, I don't put him down. How do you like to be put down in front of someone else? You don't like that. And you hear this in conversations within couples. 
and they laugh at it and they don't know you're breaking that person you're putting down your that's your wife that's your partner yeah okay so and you validate the worth of another when you see that their feelings and their thoughts are important to you do you value other people's thoughts do you value how they feel because if you don't they shut down like that's why some women they don't want to talk anymore because when they when they wanted to talk husband shut them down can you stop talking about it okay next time they will go through some challenges or some issues that they wanted to talk they will not gonna talk about it anymore because you already shut them down you're telling them your what what you're thinking what you're feeling what you're going through is i have no concern at all i don't care and this applies to every relationship okay it's not just between husband and wife if your attitude is i don't care about what you're going through that person will never be open to you again because you shut them down you're not willing to listen you're not willing to understand what they're going through okay and sometimes all that is needed is a touch yeah women sometimes it's just a hug you don't need to say a lot of words to comfort and to say to this person you're okay you know i'm with you i'm supporting you you're okay you made a mistake that's fine like no it's not fine that you made a mistake but everything's going to be okay we we're going to pray about this god will will bring you through about this and sometimes yeah people you know women especially like now i'm working from home i'm i have issues at home also that i have the uh, issues with work i have this responsibility from home i have responsibility from ministry but you know that sometimes that i will talk to larry and find that time where we can talk and most it, this is when before we go to sleep and he would listen and he he would say something to me and then oh yeah you're right so it's like yeah i have someone that supports me and it's very important to know that that my husband supports me my wife supports me my partner supports me anytime every time all the time okay and if i'm wrong my wife is um is not going to hesitate to correct me or he's not going to be he's not hesitate he's not going to hesitate to tell me that i'm wrong because we know each other we value each other if i'm wrong i admit it then let's go ahead yeah okay loving quality communication between husband and wife between family is a heartfelt dialogue between two individuals who are able to share their feelings their thoughts their ideas in a safe non-threatening non-intimidating environment okay five standards for successful communication number one, caring five standards for successful communication remember there's seven um things there that i i'm talking about now number one is communication what are the five standards for successful communication number one is caring the most powerful aspect of communication is in the issue of caring if you don't care it shows everything that you do in everything that you do your body language your eye contact your tone of voice you know that if you are talking to a person who doesn't care you can see you can sense it they're not interested in what you say they're not interested in how you're feeling they are you know they are probably looking something somewhere else or their body language is disclosed you know like like come on hurry up i have so much things to do what are you talking about you are telling that person what you are going through i don't care 
So to have a good com communication, you have to be caring. Everything that I do, communicate that I am caring for you. It's impossible to communicate to a person who doesn't really care. Have you ever tried to talk to your wife or to your husband that is focused more focused on television than you? And how many do that? Really? Okay? Wife doesn't, that wants to talk, children wants to talk, they come to the house and dad is in front of the television and they say, dad, I'm going out. Yeah. But the eyes is still in the television. No caring. And then we wonder why kids doesn't wanna, you know, they grow up without care because no caring, no communication. Yeah, and what, this is what it means to care. When someone's talking to you, make an eye contact. How do you like talking to someone that their eyes is not on you? Number one, make an eye contact. You know that we have salespeople here. Good communication skill, make an eye contact. That brings confidence. Confidence you that you are confident with what you are talking about and at the same time you're telling the person I am interested in what you are going to say. Come on, bring it down. Tell me what's the issue, what's the problem. Let's talk. When you talk to that person eye on an eye level contact, that means you are interested, you care. Yeah? So don't look down, don't look up, don't look on your side when you're talking to people. Good communication is eye contact. You are saying, I care, I'm listening. My, my, my thoughts are with you. I'm listening, I'm all ears, okay? Praise, number two. Negativity is the devil's language. Negativity is the devil's language. If you're a negative person, you're more tend to listening to what the devil says than what God says, okay? It will destroy your marriage, your relationship, and your life. Because God is a God of praise. Psalms 100, it says, I will enter the gates with thanksgiving. I will enter your courts with, with praise. Do you know that God never lets a negative person in his intimate presence? That's why some people cannot enter into the presence of God because they are so negative. They don't have any praise that's come out of their mouth. It's all complaints. And complaints are not bad. Sometimes we need to, to talk about things that are not being done, things that are left, things that are needs to be improved. But if you are keep on focusing and, and you're directed to bring up all the negativity, then that will destroy your relationship. Yeah? Because it says there, I will enter his courts with praise. The word courts there means intimate presence. And God will never let a negative person in his intimate presence. You have to be positive. You have to be praising. So when a marriage becomes negative, we close our hearts to each other. Yeah? When you start bringing up negative things about your wife, oh, you have to lose some weight. You're, you're not complimenting the girl. Yeah? I bought you this diet pills. <laughs> you, you need to lose weight. How, does, how would that girl feel? Oh, you have to look more. I bought you this shirt because I think this will, this will, you know, will make you look like um, Brad Pitt. Whenever I, I admire a, a girl, like on television, Larry would say, You're, you look beautiful than them. It's true. And how do I feel? 
confidence that my husband see me the most beautiful woman in the world. I don't care what you think. Yeah? No, it's it just brings confidence to me because I have a, a man that adores me. So that's what you do when you, you give praise. You th- you you praise your wa- wife. You praise your husband. You 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 see good things about them. And maybe it's not. It's, they're not always. They're, you know. You can you can always find good things about a person. So instead of focusing on the negative. Focus on the positive things that they do, okay? Every good marriage has positive tone. Praise is a discipline. You can change your marriage through praise. The reason you fell in love with your, with your wife or your husband or with, with your boyfriend, girlfriend, is because you complimented each other. Isn't it right? You complimented each other. You never fall in love with someone saying, I just hate your hair. Yeah? No. You will never fall in love with someone that say, can you just lose some weight? You will never fall in love with those people, right? Or could we go out again because I got something I'd like you to critique about my life? You will never. You want to go out with person no matter how they're, they're not on the top of your list. A person who always compliments you. A person who will say, oh, wow, that is the nicest dress I have ever seen you wore. Oh, I like the hair color. I like the lips. I compliment, praise, instead of focusing. So, husband, this is for you too, because we forget to praise our wives. Because they're all just wives, you know. Yeah, I'm married. No, compliment them. Sometimes you have to spoil them. I'm not saying this for Larry. Right? Like, like yeah, uh, can we go? I, I want to bring you to shopping. I think you need new shoes. I could see that, that blouse, you've been wearing that every, every, every day. I, I, I saw that nice blouse there. I'll bring you there. I, I want to buy it for you. Your wife will love you for that. No, it's true. Like, you know, because you are giving them value. You don't just see them as a cook, a cleaner. What else? A dishwasher, <laughs> uh, a shopping trolley. <laughs> you know, you, you value them as a wife, right? And if they're happy, you'll be happy. House will be happy. Household will be happy. Dogs will be happy. Cats will be happy, right? Yeah? Okay. Sometimes we... we Check the dogs first <laughs> before we check the wife. Like, how's my dog? Did you feed uh, sheep? What's that? The dog's name? Siba? Did, uh, yeah, did you look after the cat? Did you make sure? Hello, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, things like that we forget, no? Because we got used to each other. We should not. That's why if your kids, get, ask your parents to go out for dinner Get them some date, you know, schedule. That them just themselves, not not with you, right? They need time for themselves to talk, to share what their thoughts are and stuff. Yeah. As high, yeah, praise is very good. You have to speak praise as high as you want your marriage to go. Your mouth has to go there first. Keep focusing on the things that you like. Deal with the things that you don't like in a positive way. That means if they if they don't 
if if there are positive uh, if there are negative things about them talk to them in a positive way you can bring it up but in a positive way not in a condemning way not in a degrading way not like ah uh, you're so you're you, uh, i didn't marry a woman like you like that i married a blonde blue eyes you know size eight woman what happened to you well i have five kids you know i still love you even with five kids it doesn't change yeah then number three is truth you have to have a truthful mouth not a brutal mouth i'm telling you there are couples like this like they hate each other they should not live together and it affects their children they don't know how to love they don't know how to respond to love because that's what they say they they see within their parents right so we need to develop this we need to that's what reason why we need to get this um, into our heart okay proverbs 3:3 let not mercy and truth forsake you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart ephesians 4:15 speaking the truth in love may grow up all things into him who is the head christ make a, a commitment that everything you say is going to have truth in it don't lie Okay? If you don't tell the truth, it's going to come out another behavior. If something is really bothering you and if something is going on in your life, be open, be honest to tell your your husband or your wife that I'm going through this. I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm just confused. I don't know. I'm yeah, be open. Just just talk to them. Don't let them guess. And that's why sometimes um, men can be can be uh, upset because you are too complicated speak okay you need to be truthful because if you're not it goes into a passive aggressive behavior that's why by the time you've been keeping all this stress pressure problems you will start screaming at your husband without even talking about it first and husband will be surprised what happened there and you want a divorce straight away this is never discuss issues okay yeah So when you put the skunk in the basement it's going to smell the whole house. So you better come out and speak about it. Don't trap things inside of you if someone says something is if some if something is wrong, you need to get it out and talk about it. Number four, faith. Faith. Okay? You pray, you have an unsaved husband or maybe a saved husband but not a good husband. Things are wrong, they're doing things that are hurting you. Okay, bring it up. Speak to them. Be honest about it. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was. Um, I didn't like what you said before in that conversation, or um, I was hurt by your by your words, things like that. Don't be scared to do that. Like, don't be scared to be open. I didn't really like how you behave or your what you said before. I, it humiliated me. It it embarrassed me. Okay, you say that, and all, and then you go to God. You pray to God, Lord. I pray for my husband, and then leave that to God. God is the enforcer. Don't try to change your wife or your husband. Otherwise, you are negating the power and the the power and the ability of the Holy Spirit to change your wife or your husband. You have to have faith that God is a God of truth. So when you start confessing and speaking over your wife or your husband, as it says in the word, a wife, uh, a, my wife is, is, is fruitful. My wife 
is, is productive. My wife is a loving wife. My wife is, um, is, a, is a good wife. You know, He's, she's anointed. She's a woman of God. Even if you don't see that yet, you will believe that God is a God of truth, that you have faith in what you are believing from the word of God about your wife and don't be the Holy Spirit to enforce it. The, 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 the thing that stopped God to work on our behalf is we try to enforce it. We try to change the person. First Peter chapter 3, verse 4, it says, A gentle and quiet spirit is precious in the sight of God. Yeah? So it's hard to live your life trying to fix people with your mouth. Let God be the enforcer. And I know this can be also like a struggle, especially with parents. You keep telling your kids, blah, 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 blah. The more you tell them, the more they're doing it, right? The more they're doing the, the opposite way. Same thing with, with, with husband or wife. When you prayed and you believe that God is going to work, then leave it to God. God is the enforcer. God will make it happen. Stand in the word. Be faithful to God, and God will do what you are praying for. Amen. Number five, surrender. Surrender your mouth. This mouth belongs to God. When I became born again, my mouth belongs to God. Larry said, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's in the Bible. So every part of your being is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you surrender your mouth. It belongs to God. This, not, this is no longer my mouth. I, give, I will give an account to God for whatever word, whatever judgment, whatever words that comes out of my mouth. If I praise my husband, then I'll be accountable for that. If I, give, if I humiliate my husband, I'll be accountable to God because that, that mouth is no longer my mouth. I surrender my mouth to God. And I have committed that every word that will come out of my mouth will be mouth that will edify, build, and encourage people. Amen. So, husband and wives, there is a, there's hope in building good Christian marriages, Christian family. We love our families here. We want to see you prosper. We want, you, we want to see you thrive in your marriage relationship. And for those that are not yet married, you're going to get married, you're planning to get married, it's, uh, you know, don't just think that it's going to work out when you're married, you work it out now, you invest your time now, find out what are the good, what, what, how can you be a good husband, find out how you can you be a good wife, amen, not compromising the word of God, but from the word of God, getting instruction from the word of God on how you can be a man, a wife, a husband according to the word of God. Amen. So you are blessed. The marriages, marriages here are blessed. Families here are blessed. Amen. Amen. So did you get something? Amen. So uh, my encouragement to you is to apply what you have learned today. Start praising your wife, praising your husband. Start complimenting them. Start loving them. Start respecting your husbands. Amen. Change. Change is going to happen and you will see your husband that you were trying to win for the Lord, your wife that you are trying to win for the Lord, they will come because of your conduct, because of your lifestyle, because of the word that comes out of your mouth. You used to be like condemning, now you are more loving, you are more respecting, you are more honoring, amen? It's not denying the fact that they are doing something wrong, you can bring it up in a positive way, but at the same time you are applying the word of God for them, in Jesus' name, amen? Amen. God bless you. And um, I want to call all the fathers because we have something for our dads. Come on, hurry up. 
I know you want to have lunch with your family. Um, all the dads. Dad. So we have few are here. Since their first year being a daddy. Woohoo! Okay, so we have, yeah. Can I ask someone, uh, Cheryl, can you help with the presents, please? So, yeah, we prepare, actually prepared last night. Okay, so do we honor our dads today? Yeah, not just today, every day, right? We pray for our fathers. We need strong, anointed fathers. Amen. And we have anointed fathers here. Amen. Are they anointed? They're strong men. Yeah. They are loving men. Yep. Okay. So we need to pray for them every day. There's big responsibility on their shoulders. And we need to be praying for them. To, for them to be, be able to carry out the assignment, the responsibility, the task that God has given them. Amen. If our men are falling... We will be affected by that. So we want to build our men. We want to encourage them. We want to, to pray for them in Jesus' name. So let's all stand and let's pray for them. Lay, uh, just extend your hands towards them. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we acknowledge, O oh Lord God, that you are our God. You are the creator of heaven and earth. And that you have uh, placed this man, O oh Lord God, in this earth because... You have anointed them with your spirit and that they're taking, Lord God, whatever assignment that you have given them in this world, in Australia, in other parts of this world, Father God, with, with, with the truth, with faith that they know who their God is. And your word says, Lord, that they that know their God, they shall do exploits. And Father, these men are anointed men. These men are blessed men. These men, oh Lord God, are filled with your spirit. And they are able to love, they are able to, to value, they are able to encourage, they are able to be the men that you have designed them to be, Father God, in their families. They are good role models as fathers in Jesus' name. Lord, they reflect who you are, O oh Lord God, in their families. They reflect who you are with, with their kids in Jesus' name. And we pray, Father God, that every attempt of the enemy to destroy their 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 um, their, their um, identity with you, to destroy their confidence in you. Father God, we rebuke it and we break it in Jesus' name. Lord, we declare that they are prosperous. We declare that they are mighty in the land. We declare, Lord God, that everything that they will touch will prosper and that they will lead their families, O oh Lord God, towards oh Lord, prosperity, success, and honor in Jesus' name. And we give you praise and all glory goes to you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy. Amen. Enjoy. That's just some calories there. Okay, so we're ready to go. Yeah, can I ask our musicians, please?